Hello, welcome back. New episode, what episode are we up to now? Episode 14. Ooh. As you can tell this week, uh, no guests, just a solo potty. Um, got a couple, couple good guests lined up for the next next few weeks, so that'll be good. Sorry, just had a drink of water. Um, but yeah, I thought instead of missing a week, just uh, do a cheeky solo Cheeky solo catch up with everyone, and I said like a couple podcasts ago that I'll probably do a solo one every five or so episodes just to keep up to date with the with the the simp army, as you guys like to be called. <laughs> um, I've got a few notes. This this episode will probably be short, maybe like 20, 25 minutes, if that. Um, but yeah, so I've got a couple sh- couple things I want to talk about. Um, yeah, and I'll talk about next week's guests and stuff and who that is and if you have any questions for them. But yeah, I started off with um, a bit of a shout out for the bro Rez. He was, I can't remember what episode he was, but he was a guest way earlier on. He was like the sixth or fifth guest or something. Um, he's hosting at this bar, new bar in Ponsonby, Ponsonby Junction. So they got their opening party on Saturday. If you're keen to go through, come through, see the, see the mandem, see the boys. Come through there, Ponsonby Junction. Um search it up on Instagram or I've posted it on the story or whatever so if you want to check it out come through new spot could be the go could be terrible could be the worst bar you've ever been to but you won't know until you go so yeah um now that that's out of the way I thought I'd give you a bit of a um shout out to Rez by the way I'll give you a bit of a rundown on the weekend what I got up to since last ep um, yeah, so on a bit of weekend banter, shout out to Surly Talk Sports, stole that from him. <laughs> Friday night, what, oh, what did we do Friday night? Oh, we had a games night, um, it was like a couple's board games night with me and Hads, um, our friends Shout and Gabby, and then our other friends Lewis and Raven. Um, it was pretty much just like we had a few board games, played to see... And we had like a point system, so if you won a game, you got two points. If you lost the game, you got. Or if you came second, you got one. And if you lost, you came. You got zero points. And then we we're going to tally up who got the most points at the end of the game. So we ended up only playing three games because it took way longer than we thought. But obviously, me and Hadley got six points, won every game. The games we played were Articulate, which is quite a cool game. Um, yeah, we smoked in that. <clears throat> Had a big, big, big lead, lead, sorry. And then the second game, what did we play? Oh, Spyfall, which is like not really a couple, like a team game, but we kind of figured it out. Um, once again, it's like got you've got like a spy who no one knows who the spy is, but everyone has to figure it out. And I got spy three times in a row. Two out of those three times, I won it for us. And then the the other time, the second game, Raven accidentally gave away what the spy, what the location was. Which, if you know how to play the game, I won't explain it because that'll take ages. But yeah, she put it so we had to start again, which was good because I didn't know how I was gonna lie my way out of that one after I just lied my whole way over the first one, and then I had to do the third one. Anyway, yeah, we did that. What was the third game? Articulate spy for. I can't remember what the third one was. What was it? Damn. I can't remember. But whatever that one was, we cleaned up in that as well. So we came first and then overall night. 
Shout out to Gabby came second, and then Raven and Lewis came last. So, shout out to all my um, opponents from the night. You guys played well, but at the end of the day, we got the dub, and that's all that matters. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. And then me and Shelton played a game of beer pong, and I was smoking him. He had no cups, and I only had one left to hit. And then he got a clutch and just, like, came back and took me out. So fair play to the man. He got the job done, but we're getting a bout made, and then we're gonna we're gonna compete for that next time. Shout out to you, Ballsack. <laughs> um, Saturday I had a pretty chill one barbecue at home with heads and appearance and a couple of their mates, and then chilled in bed, watched some Cobra Kai. I think that's my new favorite show at the moment. But I'm I'm up to date. If you like Karate Kid and all that, go go watch it. It's pretty mean. Um, that's definitely what I'm gonna dress up for for Halloween or something this year. Either a Cobra Kai or, or a Skeleton Man. Because that's, that's on. <laughs> um, yeah, that was Saturday. It was pretty chill. Sunday, we... UFC. UFC. Me, Rez, and Angelo, the bro, we went down to our local sports bar, Wapiti. Just watched it there. It's pretty good. Pretty good day of fights, actually. Um, I can't remember what was the first fight I watched. It was one of the prelims, or maybe two in from the from the prelims, but all the fights were pretty interesting to watch, actually. So that was fun. Um, I thought I'd do a bit of a UFC breakdown as well from a from an amateur martial artist's point of view and how I broke it down and what I thought of some of the things. Um, but yeah, or oh, maybe I'll just do that now. Yeah, well, actually... <clears throat> so basically I'm just looking at the uh, the card now the first one I saw was Tavares versus Carlos Jr and I think when I got there it was in the first round and that was a good fight um, Brad Tavares who is he's fought he's like he's pretty good I thought he might win but I didn't know much about the other guy to to make a call or like make a bet on it or anything but I, I just thought from name value that Tavares was going to win which name value doesn't really help that much in the sport, and nothing really does. It's kind of all over the place. Um, but yeah, Tavares has said mean, better striking. The Carlos Jr. guy had a good jab. I remember he was hitting with a jab, but nothing really after that. His combos were a bit one, one, two, one, two, you know, like stagnant, wasn't flowing, whereas Tavares was flowing a bit more. So I thought that was interesting. And then after that fight was Sayukin, Sayukian. I don't know how to pronounce that. Versus Frivola. That was a pretty fun fight to watch. Um, Frivola looked like he might just have some dog in him or something and just be able to fight. His takedown defense was all good at the start, but I think the pressure started to get to him. I can't remember if that was a finish. I think Sayukin might have finished him. I can't remember. Maybe he subbed him. Maybe he subbed him. I can't remember. But yeah, Sayukin, that was a mean performance from him. Um, what was next? Oh, this is when the main card started, and then I think that's when the boys got there. I was just there by myself watching the fights. My barbers were there, though. I was just chilling with the barbers. Um, Rodriguez versus Hibas. Ribas? I don't know how you pronounce that. Ribas. Riba. I can't remember who what their names were, who won, but it was a pretty buzzy fight. First round. Wait, I'll try to see if it has the result. Let me see. Um, not this track, I don't think. Oh, 
There we go. It's coming up. I'm just trying to find the results because I can't. I don't remember their names. Oh, Rodriguez won. Right. Okay. So she was the striker. Rodriguez was got like dominated in the first round, just taken down, held down, um, like beat to a pulp. Can't. Well, not to a pulp, but just got beaten up first round. Even her coaches were like, "Oh, we've lost that one. Do we gonna have to go hard on the second one? Second round, she came out to play. She like defended a takedown or two, I think. And then just like, striking was way better. Just started picking her off, picking her off. Hit her with a clean strike, rocked her, and then ground and pound a little bit. And then it looked like her Dean was coming in to stop it. So she stopped striking. He got close, and I think he may have touched her, but he didn't call it off yet. And then she walked off and celebrated, and then the other chick was still like, kind of out of it, like, where am I? And then Herb Dean was like, no, 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 I didn't stop it, I didn't stop it. So then it gave the girl an opportunity to get back to her feet and kind of, it looked like she was going to be all good. Maybe try, put her against the fence or something, rest. Oh, pole pole. Um, yeah, she, and then, nah, <laughs> like 20 seconds later, the Rodriguez chick just clipped her. I'm pretty sure it was like an overhand or a right hand or something. Clean, and then just finished it from there. So that was a real interesting fight because first round I was like oh sweet this chick's gonna get just taken down again and then dominated but nah she flipped the script on it so that was pretty that was a pretty fun fight to watch oh the next fight Sanchez versus Muradov that was a good fight who Muradov won what's no did he I can't remember oh yeah that's right Muradov won and he he beat the guy off a mullet um <laughs> Rez was going for the guy with the mullet just because he, he said he's streamlined and he's got a mullet. But, um, yeah, he finished him. He finished him with strike standing, I think. But yeah, that guy was pretty crack up. After he beat him, he, um, <laughs> he went straight to Dana White and asked him to follow him on Instagram. I saw that afterwards, after the fight. That's pretty funny. But yeah, his, I thought he was going to gas. First round, he was putting the pressure on, um, what's his name? Sanchez. Yeah, he's putting pressure on Sanchez. Looked like he might tire out by the third sec end of second round, third round. But nah, because he, he slowed down a little bit at the start of the second, and I was telling the boys, I was like, oh, look, he's starting to slow down. But then he picked it back up in the second half of the round, so maybe he just took it off for a little bit. But yeah, picked it up, and then just started started going in on him in the third round. <clears throat> After that was Jessica I versus Jojo, or Calderwood. I, I think it's Joanna. Joanne is her name, Calderwood. That was a good... I think it was pretty even. I think it went to decision, did it? Let me, yeah, it did go decision. Um, and I thought it was pretty even in the first round. If I think maybe Jessica I, if I remember correctly, I thought that she she won the first round. Jojo came back second round and it was pretty even. But her clinch was just on point. And then the third third round, I'm pretty sure she just did the same thing. Kind of kind of started to take over. Um with her clinch and her elbows. Her elbows were pretty mean from the clinch as well. It was kind of interesting because I, I don't really know her, but I just, from watching a fight, I assumed she had a Muay Thai style and then they said that she did. But her, she wasn't going for the plum clinch. She was doing like a one, one hand on the back of the head. Maybe so she could strike with the other hand. But yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, and then, obviously, next was Hooker versus Chandler, which, yeah, this is after the fights obviously you know the result but damn man that just not hooker's night I guess it was kind of yeah it was stank I was so gutted I was, I was actually at the bar like going fuck 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 it's pissing me off 
um, just because, yeah, I was gutted. I thought this was down for like moment to shine, eh, to get some, get some brownie points with old Uncle Dana, but, oh, well, it wasn't his night. I, I thought that he, I actually called it, I thought he was going to get the sub, like, I thought he was going to catch him with a guillotine, because I, I actually researched and kind of watched Chandler's fights, watch Hooker's fights, kind of see how, how it would go. And obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but I thought, I thought because Chandler was a wrestler, like he, he strikes now, he doesn't really take people down as much. Well, in those last few fights that I watched, he doesn't really go for takedowns as much as like you, I wouldn't necessarily call him a wrestler, but obviously he's got a wrestler style. And Dan's obviously known for his knees, so I thought he would be wary of the knees. And if he was shooting in for a takedown, because he wouldn't, he, I thought he wouldn't want to stand with Dan, that he'd go in for a takedown and put his head right on the on the side outside the middle lane, so he wouldn't get hit with one of his knees up the middle. And I thought that was going to present like a perfect opportunity for a Hooker to just snatch that neck up, and that would have been all she wrote. But he got. He got clipped early, which is... I thought... He was looking good. Like, some people were saying he froze and stuff. And I was like, nah. He, it looked like it was part of the game plan. And just... Um, Chandler, also, to his credit, he set up that switch overhand left pretty mean. Because I was saying to the boys, I was like, oh, he's setting up the overhand right. Like, because he's quite explosive. He was doing the jab to the head or to the body and then two to the body. And I was saying, oh, shit, he's setting up the overhand. Hopefully, Dan's all good, which... I sound like I'm a super expert. Obviously, Dan would have known what he was trying to do. But he used... I was saying it was real interesting. I don't know if he did it on purpose or he just saw something. But he used the setup to, like, switch it up on Hooker. But he, he did the one to the body. Like, the finishing sequence, he did one or maybe fainted the one and went for a two to the body. But he followed through with his footwork and switched stance. So he stepped through with his back leg and made it his, fo- his front leg. And then he, he threw an overhand from southpaw position which is kind of stink because that's that's <laughs> that's what dan's pretty good at he, he likes those combos where he goes through it he, that's how he knocked out james vick it was like kind of a similar similar knockout just with the step through but yeah and then dan just got clipped and then i didn't foresee that at all i didn't i thought i just didn't see any way chandler could win i thought hooker's got a mean chin and he's like never been rocked or anything in the ufc no way that Chandler can come in, but I didn't anticipate how explosive he was. I knew he was going to do a fast start because I saw a couple of interviews and Dan said that he was going to do that. And then I watched I watched a couple of his fights and I was like, oh yeah, he does. He starts with a quick pace. Um, but yeah, fuck, I don't know. Dan was just slightly out of position, I think. And then when he when he got clipped, he fell into the fence, and then that didn't help. But yeah, fucking, and then. I'll make Chandler did the call out of the century. It was pretty smart actually because he called out the two people fighting him ahead of him and Khabib, so they could clip that for promotional stuff, however they want. So that, that was pretty clever of him. But um, still we'll hook it all day. Team NZ all day. Um, yeah, I really thought I saw a, a guillotine finish, but did not see that happening. I thought Hooker beat him in every every aspect, but yeah, I guess I guess that is. If I'm thinking about Hooker's fights, that's probably the most explosive person he's fought, or with that style. So, yeah, it's funny when I when I see fights coming up now, I try to break it down and not 
think about the hype and stuff. I just watch the watch their previous fights, see what they do, how they how they fight. Like, cause they called Chandler a wrestler, but I I got sucked into that and I didn't think about what I actually saw in his fights. And he he doesn't really wrestle that much. He's an explosive striker who can wrestle, or well, he is a wrestler. But yeah, just because that's his base doesn't mean that's what he does now. He doesn't really do that anymore. Um, well, not enough for me to warrant him a wrestler. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, but yeah, shout out, shout out to Hooker Man. He's he'll be back. He'll bounce back. Everyone was asking if he was retiring because he took his glove off in the cage. But I think he just he was just upset, just gutted, like just mad. Because he's <laughs> he's a scary guy when he's mad as well. Not that I've seen him that mad, but I can imagine he's a scary guy normally. He's actually the only person who's ever dropped me twice in sparring, like twice in a row. Not that I, not because I'm like the man and I never get dropped, but he's the only person who doesn't, he doesn't care about being nice <laughs> in a good way. Um, but yeah, shout out. What are you doing? Sorry about that. I got interrupted. Hadley bloody came into the room. I told her not to disturb me, but she's going for a drink. Bloody hell. I can't even remember what I was talking about now. I think I was talking about how I break down fights and how I got sucked into the hype and thinking everyone is a wrestler. I might be repeating myself now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Blame Hadley. Message her. If you're listening this far, message her and uh, tell her she's teats and say it's from the simp army. Um, oh, maybe I, I did want to say Hooker will be back. He's, he's not going to retire. There's still heaps of matchups, and in that top 15 division, like any one of them could beat any other one on any given day. It's just it, that's how tight that division is. But yeah, shout out to Hooker representing NZ since day one, pretty much. He was the only Kiwi UFC fighter. And then now look at, look at New Zealand's on the map, pretty much. So yeah, shout out to Hooker. He's the man. Captain Hooker all day. All day. <laughs> um, and then... Oh, yeah, then there's the main event. Shit, that was pretty crazy too. Connor versus Poirier. Damn. That was an interesting fight. Poirier... Ugh, bro, I was watching it. And I was... Because I was supporting Connor. I thought Connor had it. But Poirier had the perfect game plan. When I saw him get that takedown, and I saw him throw a couple of leg kicks and Connor's leg was going out. I was like, oh shit, this isn't good for the bro. But I thought maybe Connor could get it done in the start of the second round. Nah, I was wrong. I think it says, yeah, he's taken on that boxing style too much. But yeah, man, shout out to Dustin Poirier. He had the he had the, the best game plan, I think, for to go against Connor. It was like the wrestling to... Not he made him he struck with him for the first minute or a bit or whatever, and then he went for the takedown. But he he did that because he made Connor think it's gonna be a striking match, and then he was like, "Nope, this is an MMA fight. We can do whatever we want." Um, so that was that was pretty genius. And then yeah, just that mixed with those leg kicks, and Connor didn't know how to deal with it. And also Connor Connor leans in heaps when he strikes. He he leans in so he can pull back and hit with the counter, I reckon. Oh, I don't actually know. But yeah, I think he does that because he, he leans heaps, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to keep your feet under you 
like obviously a bit of leanings are good, but he he would lean quite forward, and then yeah, I don't know, yeah. So those leg kicks were mean because he couldn't lean as much and pull back like how he normally does, and then on top of that, his his punches were coming from his head because he had his hands up the whole time like a boxing style, which I guess is why it's because he's been training doing that boxing training, but um, yeah, Dustin just had the perfect game plan. And then Connor's leg was so busted he couldn't move off the fence. You never really see Connor get stuck on the fence like that. He's usually the one pressuring people against the fence. And then when it was there, that was all she wrote. And Dustin just put a big flurry on him, clipped him once. Connor staggered a little bit, walked over, and then yeah, just that was all she wrote. So that was a clinical performance from um from Dustin. And it's hard to tell. Like I don't think he's gotten that much better over his last maybe three fights, which is pretty pretty cool because. It shows one that Dan stole up there off the top because he went five rounds with him and hurt him in the second round, <clears throat> which Connor couldn't do. Um, obviously, Styles, Styles make fights, so it's like MMA math never works. But yeah, it's, it's still pretty good. And yeah, I'm just gutted about Hooker as I keep talking about. But yeah, shout out to Dustin. He, he had the perfect game plan, executed it cleanly, perfectly. And... <clears throat> Yeah, and just Connor didn't really have an answer to to the leg kicks. His, the striking was all good. He was clipping. He was clipping Dustin. Maybe if he if he could handle those leg kicks a bit, he would have done a little bit better. But yeah, I just think his power isn't isn't there compared to Dustin. Like Dustin can take a shot, as we saw with Hooker. Hooker threw like what was it like seven hooks to the head, like full power hooks, and he was still there. He's just he said he got a bit of a flash. But yeah, so that was that was pretty crazy. Um. Yeah, so that that that's my UFC breakdown from an amateur martial artist point of view. How I broke down those last two fights, especially. Um, what I reckon Conor could have done is just distance more. He usually has a bit of a hop, but but like he's kind of hopping around, and then he uses that for his footwork. But I don't know if he's taking that away to keep his stamina up, so he doesn't use too much energy. Or, like, if he's just switched his style up to plant his feet, I don't really know. But that would have helped with those leg kicks to just get out the way. It's easier to get out the way than to check it. As I know, because I get my bloody calf kicked in all the time. Especially from Mikey Haug. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, th- I don't really think there was much else he could have done, really. But, I don't know, I'm not a professional fighter. <laughs> um, yeah, I lost. How much money did I lose? Oh, only 30 bucks. I had 10 bucks on hooker to win by submission because of the reasons I said before. I thought he was going to get that guillotine. And that was, I, only, I, only, I, was, I wanted to chuck more on. Lucky I didn't, but I I was a bit broke, so I was like, oh, I'll just chuck a cheeky 10 on there because I was paying out like $14 on the dollar, which would have given me a $140 payout, which would have been mean. But nah, that was all shit. <laughs> and then my other bet, I had a multi on Connor and hooker to finish. Hooker, oh, Connor and hooker to win and hooker to win by finish so I lost like 40 bucks the bro Rees lost like 100 bucks and then the bro Angela I don't know how much he lost like maybe 50 60 bucks or something so not a good day on the the old tea and biscuits for us not ideal um yeah Rez's brother though bloody I like him but asshole he bet he put $150 on Chandler to win and we were all like, what an idiot, that's never going to happen. And then, like, <laughs> so he would have got a good payout, shout out to Ra. 
doing big things on the on the on the old tea and biscuits. <laughs> right, that's kind of the most of the things I want to talk about. I chucked a story up on Instagram and asked if anyone had any questions. Let's see if anyone's chucked. Oh, I got one question. Nice. I should have done it up at the start of the day, not right before I'm about to record. Uh, from the bro Josh, when's the gaming channel coming? Oof, I need to get back into my YouTube videos. Hey, I just. I haven't had the means to do what I want all the time, so I need to I need to plan them out more. But I'll definitely start doing some gaming videos. I don't know how I'll do it though, or if it'll be like just me or whatever. But I can have more fun with people. Maybe I'll do like a Tekken tournament with me and the boys. I reckon that could be pretty sick. <laughs> but yeah, no gaming channel. But I'll just chuck up some videos on my YouTube. <laughs> Alright, that was that's the one question I had from from the. From the Simp Army. Um, oh, we're coming up on like 25 minutes now. So, next week's guest. Next week's guest. I won't say who it is, because i got to keep you guessing. But he's a... He's a... He's an artist. A mu- mu- musical artiste. He's one of the breathers. Um, and, yeah, so... Stay tuned for next week. Thanks for listening this week. If you've randomly found this podcast... Follow me on Instagram, simp underscore S-Y, or S-Z-N. Follow me on YouTube, subscribe to me, Jason Parnipper. I've got some more videos coming out soon. i got some stuff planned. What else? Anything else to say? Stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's it. Thanks for listening as well. I've got some mean stuff planned, some cool guests just trying to get organized and sort my life out at the moment so yeah it'll be me it'll be good next the next couple of months i'm hoping to start to pick up a little bit and pop off because i don't know i feel like i'm putting in the work so it should but yo if you're not doing anything saturday come to ponsonby junction um i'll see you there probably let's go it's some season baby